Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album versus album. The King Diamond Podcast with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for those who love politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcasts. So check out RatSaddleReview.com or search Review on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Welcome back to this podcast belongs to them. Hello, everybody. Evening, Renfield. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everybody. Shallow. How's everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's doing good? Hanging in there. Great. Ralph, everything's back to normal? No, I'm doing shitty, but let's do this. All right, let's do this. Let's get on with the show. Why bore you with my health problems? That's right. It doesn't matter. If you want to we, we, we got a tub set up that his feet are soaking in right now with some dish soap and a car battery, and we're not sure if it's going to work or not, but we're praying like hell it will. Well, it's just, I'm trying, but it won't reach the outlet. <laughs> uh, all right, well, this week we're doing Return of the Vampire by Merciful Fate. It's a That's compilation fun. album. And uh, it's a bunch of old, old songs before their first uh, EP, and even, you know, from Melissa and Don't Break the Oath. So it'll be very interesting. 
some really cool stuff on here. I gotta say, in 1987, I bought a vinyl, a bootleg vinyl called Curse of the Pharaohs. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I have It's basically that. Oh, is yep. it? Yeah, it's basically all those songs. Maybe a, a song or two missing, but it's basically all those songs uh, with different titles. But yeah. mm. That's probably why I didn't recognize it. So I have lived with it a long time. Some of the versions on this Return of the Vampire does sound better, but uh, a lot of uh, the quality on that uh, Curse of the Pharaoh sounds just as good. So are they different oh. versions of yeah, the same really. songs? No. They're the same. They are the same, same tracks. Same versions, but eh, like uh, uh, a good example is Mission Destroy Aliens. MDA yeah. sounds better on uh, Curse of the Pharaohs. Interesting. Oh, really? It does. Yeah. Mission Destroy Aliens. Sorry. I love that. I one. wish you'd break that out on tour. I man. walk around <laughs> all day singing that. <laughs> I used to drive my, my brother husband. nuts with that song. <laughs> he, used to, he used to hate when I played that song because the way King sings his voice, and it just, oh, he hated it. <laughs> he was raised wrong. That's yeah, right. Damn right. That's right. Uh, all right, let's start the album. Uh, Burning the Cross. Uh, there's actually notes to all this, like, you know, what all, whoops, what all the uh, songs <laughs> were about. Am I even, I'm not even holding this right. Gives uh, King writes like little notes here and there for each song. So on this one, uh, this is the only Marcival Fates song that B. Peterson ever wrote the music for. He was actually in the band before. Um, uh, I'm losing my mind right now. Hank Sher- Michael, uh, not Hank Sher- Mike Denner. Michael Danner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with its complex structure and heavy riffing, it's a must for a true Merciful Fate fan. Unfortunately, it never made it onto any album due to B. Peterson's early departure from the band. So I guess apparently he didn't want them to re-record the song because this song is probably one of my favorite Merciful Fate songs oh. ever. I agree. It's a good one. Well, they it should have been released. They did use a portion of that song. In they Devil did use a little piece of the song. Right. Yeah. 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 But... I wish they would have just used the full song. You know, yeah. this would have fit perfectly on Melissa or even on the EP. You know, they could have they could have maybe even took off Devil Eyes or even uh, Nuns Have No Fun and put mm. Burning the Cross on there. I, I, it reminds mm. me of Diamond. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little gassy, I'm it's sorry. A, oh, it's all right. It must be the meds. Uh, well, this... This tune reminds me of Diamond Head. It seems like some riffs that uh, Tatler would come up with, you know? Yeah, it does a little bit. It, that's one thing I thought about it, too. Sounds a lot like um and, and a little priest, because toward the end, when they do yeah. that breakdown where it's just guitars, that's kind of yeah. like victim of changes on speed okay. bumps. Yes, you know? that's right. It's like very, mm-hmm. that's a dual guitar ripping. And uh, uh, I believe Benny Peterson wrote the whole thing, right? Yeah, apparently, yeah. That's what it says in the liner notes. Yep. Well, all the music King wrote the lyrics, but I, I think he was even of... he was even part of some of the early er, the Merciful Fate songs that were on the EP and even Melissa too, though, wasn't he? Didn't he like have a part in that before like uh, Hank um, Michael Denner joined? I don't, I don't think so, but you know maybe parts because you know there's a little yeah. bit Devil's Eyes on here, so. Yep. You know, so probably he did have, you know, probably parts of, you know, corpse. Well, out. yeah, because he plays on a corpse without soul and curse of the pharaohs on this. 
Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, track one, th- one through six is all Benny Peterson on guitar. Oh, Michael wow. Benner's only on the last three. Wow. Did not know that. That's awesome. And no relations to King uh, Kim Peterson, King Diamond, according to our friend Kim Ruz. <laughs> That's right. Speaking so, of Kim Ruz, I, you know, one of the first things I noticed about this is how rudimentary the drumming is on yeah. this track and on, on all these other tracks where y- you hear the way he sounded on uh, Melissa. Uh, it was just like night and day. It's like he was, I don't know how young he was at the time, but it's like he just knuckled down, you know. Oh, we're gonna get in, in the studio for another studio album. He was like, "I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be prepared," you know, because it was some of the drumming is a little sketchy on his record. And then you hear you hear Melissa's like, "Boom!" Yeah. All there, it's yeah. all there. So it's kind of cool to hear some 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 of the, somebody uh, changing, somebody growing, and just to listen back to where they were before and to where they came. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Also, though, King, Kim Ruz is not on every song on this album. No. It's, all, yeah, it's also I Old forget. Nick and some other drummer Old that's Nick not even named. Smith or something. Yeah. And some other drummer they don't even have. They just have a question mark because they apparently don't know. <laughs> they were too high. On the website, it says his name was Jan Musen. Jan Musen? Apparently. <laughs> how, how Scandinavian of them. But... <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, Brandon Cross. You know, it's it's uh it's neat to hear him take shape, but then also um and you guys may have not listened to these in a while, but Wayne and I did it when we first started doing this. Cause this was at the um in mid eighty one, right after they kind of changed from the brats into Merciful Fate. And it's just amazing that a couple months later they had these all new songs, mm-hmm. even though they're not to where they would be, just how quickly they did things that were so intricate although i really do not like listening to curse of the pharaohs like this it's cool to hear where it came from but it does not sound good on here (laughs) all right we will move on to curse of the pharaohs uh this version of the song differs quite a bit from the later version that appeared on the melissa album Uh, most of the songs is in half beat and you'll find some riffs here that were later omitted from the album version why good question and I, i also agree with you too greg um, I don't like the change up of the you know the beat of the song, and even the added middle parts, it, it, it's not unneeded to me. I, I just it didn't, didn't need it. It detracts from it. It's yeah. it's too busy. With right. the, I'm glad they dropped those extra pieces. I'm too. All right, they, the original regular versions on Melissa is way better. Yeah. I, I well, well, I'm glad that they dropped it because I of course the Melissa version is a definitive version. It's good to hear though. It's so cool to hear oh, like yeah. Oh, yeah. these crazy riffs in the middle. It's like, hey, you know, it's kind of like a novelty thing, but it's cool, and I'm glad it was released. You know what I'm saying? So we can yeah. hear like you know the genesis of a lot of these songs. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I love hearing this like the beginnings of what end up becoming. You know, the on the actual album. You know, it's cool to hear all these extra added parts in there. Yeah, it's the editing process, really. Right. It's the yeah. editing process. Yeah. It's very cool. What do you think about Curse of the Pharaohs, Elisa? Well, I think this version, it's just too long. It's mm. too long. It's meandering. It's unfocused. Again, I think there's some haphazard drumming on it. Um, 
but it is a piece in time and it's uh, it's watching a work take shape and uh yeah i'm really glad it exists there too i'm glad they released it because then you can see the thought process process behind things and you can see how they evolved as musicians too and as as songwriters and as musicians it's it's fascinating uh return of the vampire uh the heaviest merciful fate riffs ever written apparently uh it includes the strangest break shortly before the end well i guess maybe around this time period i I think they got way heavier after uh, this was released uh hank and kim completely flipped into this little piece of seemingly uncontrolled guitar notes and drum beats and in some strange way they managed to stick together Uh, merciful (laughs) merciful fate must i like this song but i the drumming for some reason ruins it for me it is the weirdest drumming to just go along with these riffs. It just does not work. To me, like, it makes more sense than Lars. Yeah. I, I like yeah. that it version better. It makes more Lars. Really? I like that version. I don't like Lars' drumming on that version, but the song is more put together on that version. We'll That's get to that. I thing. like it like this. This way, it just seems like it's just pieces of songs that, you know, from older songs, and he just put them all together to try and make it work into a song. And, and to me, it just does not work. I like the idea of the song the chorus is cool return of the vampire chorus um but I, this song just doesn't work that well for me well you know my favorite part of this song is that bass line when it comes in just before the verse comes in and we bass players call it durnt d-r-n-t durnt durnt i'm like that is the coolest thing ever yeah. Well, I just R- love this song. This that is a cool. That is a cool part. Yeah. Yeah. It could also be R T W D, running with the devil. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> that's the Uber Dirt. <laughs> well, there, there, there is talk of another Lucifer Creme EP, and if we do do it, I definitely want to do this song because it's. It's something that I can do. You know, I look for Merciful Fate songs where there's not too many highs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and believe it or not, I'm with, and this is a rarity. This is a rarity. I'm going to go with Wayne instead of Greg for once. This is the first oh, time. Oh, wow. Jeez. I actually like the In the Shadows version more. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lived with this one more. I don't know what it is about the In the Shadows version. I think it's a little more refined and a little more uh, put together, a little more tight. But basically, all the songs on here are kind of loose and, you know, rough. And I love it. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't even mind Kim's drumming on here. It's weird. But I, I still dig it. But, but yeah, when I heard the, the In the Shadows version, I was like, damn, that's good. I love that riff, man. Mm-hmm. That riff is oh, yeah, so there's... fucking yeah. cool. Da-na-na. It's so simple but awesome, you know. Yeah. Very Iomi. Very Tony yeah. Iomi. That yeah. yeah. Good call. Oh, yeah. Greg. I really like it like this, a little bit raw and looser. I mean, I like the In the Shadows version, too, but I like the original drum tracks better. They're weird. They're chaotic. (laughs) And it fits well with the riff, I think. Yeah, I like Kim's drumming more than the Lars version, but, you know, I'm just saying as a a whole, I kind of dug the In the Shadows version. As a whole, a whole. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the, the, 
this is the one case and well i mean burning the cross there isn't really a finished version of but though that and return of the vampire would be my favorite two off of this but those are the only ones where i like the uh demo versions better than what became the finished songs speaking of, speaking of a-hole let me bring this up i do on my youtube channel my favorite albums of so-and-so year and uh yeah this one guy goes, I can't remember for the life of me. It was, I think, 1977. He's like, how the fuck can you leave this album off? I go, listen, asshole. I fucking, because it, it's my thing. And he goes, don't call me an asshole. And then I reply, and I go, oh, I'm sorry I called you asshole. I thought you already knew that. <laughs> that was a good comeback, man. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> my thing with the drumming on it is, is there's too many hi-hats. It's just a... T- t- it just uh, it bothers me. It's oh, it's like almost fifties in yeah, a way. The ver- the birth it's fifties. It's like a fifties hammer horror film, and it, it, it's dirty and grungy like that. You know. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about the other version later. Um, on a night of full moon, uh, this song was later recorded in a different version for the second Merciful Fate album, "Don't Break the Oath," under the title "Desecration of Souls." This special first version has and they're a... holy. Yes, uh, the special first. Now you screwed me up. This special first version has a completely different intro, with Hank getting into some serious feedback and me howling like a wolf. Mm. You'll find some interesting riffs here. I couldn't figure out what they were. See if you can recognize where they were later used. Yeah. Um, I like this version better than Desecration of Souls. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> mm. you, man? This, this one I like the drumming to. The Desecration of Souls. I don't like the drumming for that one. This one has better drumming. And I just think the song's a little bit more put together here. I don't know why. It just, I don't know. Sounds better. On this Interesting. It doesn't come I think yeah. it has good bones. That song, this song, has good bones. And it mm. needed to be reworked. Desperately needed editing and reworking. It was too long. Frankly, I thought the drumming, it was musical, but it was sloppy in delivery. Uh, but yeah, I just, I think, I think it's so much better as Desecration of Souls. But that's, that's just me. Mm. Of course, it's fine. I feel, yeah, I feel this is the one that was the most odd out of, out of all the ones that they did. Because, you know, with the little howling at the moon that King does. Yeah, that, yeah. that was, I didn't like that. It kind, of, it kind of like, it's offsetting to me. And, yeah. and I just feel like, I don't know, man, just the way they tightened it on, Des- on Don't Break the Oath is just so amazing. But, you know, I mean, again, I have to stress this a lot. Great to hear the genesis of the tune, you know. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Greg. I like it. It's cool to hear it, like they were saying as a genesis of the song, but uh, it definitely needed to be finished and refined. And I like Desecration of Souls a lot better. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's probably their only werewolf song. So that's cool. <laughs> You're right. Oh, the, the other thing before, to take it back to Return of Vampire, the lyrics for that song, just make, they're not as put together. I, I mean, we'll talk about this again later on for the In the Shadows album. But the lyrics, it just sounds like he's making up lyrics as they're doing the song. Yeah, yeah, I can hear it. I can yeah, hear it it, it, it kind of does. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. 
forgot to mention hear, that. Yeah, on, in, in the chat, it's more uh, cut up, not too many words. It's just right there to the point. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, a Corpse Without Soul. Uh, yes. This was officially released uh, in a different, shorter version than it appears here. This special version was originally meant to last for about 10 minutes. I think 10 minutes would have been way too long. But due to a brilliant fuck-up by the engineer, it appears here in an 8-minute version. Uh, we had been fighting for over two hours to get this thing right, but this time, this time, uh, one of the guys in the band made a mistake, and we had to record the song all over again. We were just about to call it a day and leave the studio in total depression when one of us said, okay, one last time and that's it. This last time there was no mistake and we all felt great until we entered the control room where this long-haired freak of a button pusher laid the news on us. I'm really sorry, folks, but the tape recorder ran out of tape. (laughs) He lost the entire ending. Later that same year, this guy had to close down the studio. I wonder why. (laughs) <laughs> those were the days that didn't happen anymore no uh, nope. shit I would have loved to hear that 10 minute version yeah yeah, yeah. me too I I, I I feel the same way I feel about the original version it's it's one of my least favorite songs I uh, love this song I love mm-hmm. love love thank you know take it is that later version oh my god so good that song yes the the EP EP version yes he he gets I'm thinking of a wrong song I'm I'm sorry I like like Corpse Without Soul that's a good song it's the licks yes but he does not get it that high he doesn't hit that high note that he no he doesn't hit that high note that he does later the only thing about this one is that the bass sounds lost in this version I don't yeah. really. I can't really hear the bass. It's just like guitars up your ass, and so kind of got lost. Yeah, and it's not quite as ferocious or aggressive as the EP version is either. It's a song yeah. without bass. Yeah, I, I mean, I these, I like it. Tr- it's uh, it's definitely interesting, but there it's it doesn't have a unique quirk like on a night of a full moon has. The different drumming, which really makes it stand out. But this one just kind of feels inferior. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to hear the whole 10-minute version, but it definitely does not need to be that long. <laughs> no, it, it does not. I think they uh, they get a little bit too into the deep purple meandering in their early yeah. days here. Before they learned how to cut some of the bullshit out. <laughs> Anybody else? Sounds like we're all in agreement. Yeah, I, I dig it. I dig it a lot. Of course, I'm going to go with the EP version. Mm-hmm. Very special, because that's the very first song I ever heard from Merciful Fate. Yeah. You know, what we were talking about before, like, that note is so high that he hits. Is that when, If you listen closely, like, when he hits the, the, the pinnacle, his voice breaks. Yeah. And when it breaks, it's even, it even gets higher with the yeah. breaking. Yeah. <laughs> it's too amazing. Just too funny. Uh, Death Kiss. Here's a very special version of a song that later came to be titled The Dangerous Meeting on the Don't Break the Oath album. This version has completely different lyrics and some very interesting different riffing. Uh, staying at a small and extremely cold little hotel right opposite a huge graveyard in the city of Hull, England. Put us right in the atmosphere to record this song. I remember that night when the police came patrolling the sacred place across the street and we had to hide in between the tombstones. 
Who was it that got struck by panic and started running, or should I say falling over the monuments? Hank, Timmy? I don't know. Sounds like a funny story. <laughs> I wish I would have read this. I would have asked about that uh, when we had uh, um, Kim on. Yeah. Uh, either Kim or, or Mike. Yeah. But uh, Death Kiss, I mean, I've heard this song a few times before I even had this compilation, and um, I like this yeah, song. They really seem to have a horn on for this particular demo, I've noticed. They always like to use this as bonus tracks and shit yeah. like that. Mm. It's a cool song. Well, I, I mean, it's not as good as Dangerous Meeting when it came to be, but I still like it. You know, I, I don't like the lyrics as much, but, you know, the music is still there, so it's really pretty much just a Dangerous Meeting with different lyrics. Well, the riffs are a little bit different on this, and I think that's slightly. actually pretty interesting. But. Yeah. It's, well, it's there's a, a section. Slight. Yeah, there's a section they just discarded as like this hippie, trippy, Sabbathy kind of very proto sounding section that they just chopped out of the song. Mm. But I think that that's again, we're watching the editing process, the songwriting process as they I went like- along. I like that part, though. Reminds me yeah. of the Blue Oyster Cult record. <laughs> it just doesn't sound like the Merciful... No. 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 You it's, know, And it's, it's like it's, we're seeing the process of how they became what we know. Yeah, It's another one of those neat jam, jam moments that sounds cool and it's cool to hear, but it, it doesn't really serve the song to make it better. Mm. Yeah. Not at all. Ralph. Yeah, I dig it. Um, of course, you know, like I said, like all these early versions are so cool to hear. And uh, it sounds pretty good, you know, for, you know, but you can tell, you know, one thing that really did improve on Dangerous Meeting was the, the vocal melodies. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. King really honed in on Don't Break the Up. Where here it's kind of sporadic and loose and not really, not really good, you know, mm-hmm. but, right. yeah. but, you know, once you hear, you know, if you hear Dangerous Meeting all these years, then you go back to hearing this. It's kind of like, yeah, I can see why they didn't do it that way. <laughs> you know? but, uh, I, but still, I dig it. I, I dig all the shit. It's so awesome because I'm such a fate freak. You know? Yeah. Uh, Leave My Soul Alone. This song is taken from a session at, at uh, which Hank and I had agreed to help Michael Denner's three-piece band record a demo. It was shortly after this session that the classic Merciful Fate lineup was completed. The music is written by Michael himself and I was given about two and a half hours to come up with the lyrics. The song never made it onto any album. I like this one, because I've never heard it before. And it's not on any other album. And it, mm-hmm. It's it's a good song. I think it's a really catchy song, and I wish they would have released it on an album. But it's cool, like we keep saying, that they released it on this compilation, because now you can hear it. Yeah, it just doesn't I... sound... Oh, go ahead. No, it doesn't sound like Merciful Fate. It's no, so, it doesn't sound like Fate. It's so straightforward. Yeah. Like a rocking tune, like, you know, yeah. rock, hard rock. And, uh, you know, and, and I recorded it. I put that on the EP. And I said, I want to do something that is not, like, you know, predictable. You know, so uh, uh, we recorded Leave My Soul Alone for that Lucifer Creme EP for that. Uh, but, uh, you know, obviously I like it if I was to record it, you know. I really do love it, but it does not sound like Merciful Fate, that's for sure. No, no. It's nice, nice solo on it. Yeah, nice I really solo like the solo. Track. I really like the lyrics, too, and and the vocals for this. I mean, I know he did it in a short uh, period of time, but um, 
it's one of the songs on here where he sounds the most uh, sure of himself with how he sings it. Definitely. Uh, one of our, well, one of my favorite songs, Mission Destroy Aliens. Yes! Love this song. <laughs> the same goes for this song as far as for the above, with the exception that both music and lyrics are written by Michael, but I was given free hands when it came to the vocal melody. This song is basically basically about a video game. <laughs> Mission Destroy Aliens. Galaga. Galaga. Space Invaders. His thumbs are still stuck like this. It was Galaxian. Basically, it was what popped up on the screen when you first play Galaga or Galaxian. Mm-hmm. As soon as you start Galaga, playing, then it says yeah. Mission colon Destroy Aliens. <laughs> and we play that. You have to bang the button like a gazillion times while these things are swirling out. I love that game and I love this song. And I, I torment too. my husband. I walk around. We're going out for a walk. Mission destroy aliens. <laughs> I'm taking a shower and I'm hearing mission destroy aliens. <laughs> Everything I do, I'm cooking. I hear this freaking song in my head. Crack. <laughs> I can remember getting getting this album and just constantly listening to it. And like I, I, we were talking earlier, my brother would hear it coming from my bedroom, and I would be singing to it. And he would be like, what the hell are you listening to? That song is terrible. And I'm like, no, it's not terrible. It's, it's a good song. King's vocals are a little, you know, a little, they're just starting to get developed on this song. So you can tell they're not fully, he's not fully there yet. But it's just, it's just cool. I just like how he sings in that, that like, um, that t- I don't know, what do you call that tone that you're, when he does that with his uh, kind of thing with his voice? Is there a, a, a word for that? Is it, it's not quite yarling. Well, whatever that. Whatever that's called, I, I like one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Ralph. It's awesome. Um, love how it starts so mellow, but you know, it kind of has that same vibe of Leave My Soul Alone. I mean, I don't know the timeline of this, but it sounds like, you know, pre, like right when Merciful Fate started, they didn't really, you know, it's not, again, it's another song that doesn't really match yeah. the Merciful yeah. Fate, you know? But right, there was, they had no direction at the time, and that's why they're writing yeah. songs about aliens and shit. There's nothing about satanic things or anything in these. So that's why they wouldn't fit on those albums, but yeah. It's an awesome song, and uh, th- this was definitely on that Curse of the Pharaohs vinyl I had. So I lived there for, for it for years, but it was cool to hear this because it's so clean mm. compared to the version that's on the, the Curse of the Pharaohs vinyl. But yeah, it, pro- it probably is my favorite of the unreleased tunes on here. Yeah, really. MDA. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, another oh, one. Oh, wait, my... wait a minute. Hang on. <gasps> you skipped me, dude. Oh, I did? Oh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, anyway. Uh, yeah. you... oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, when I first got this CD, you know, I had already heard the first few albums and In the Shadows and all that, and hmm. I skipped ahead to listen to this one first just because it was so out of place. Mission Destroy Aliens. That's got nothing to do with being evil. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I loved it instantly. But um, <clears throat> these two songs, Michael had already written with his previous band. And this was the first time they all recorded together. So I think that's why they sound so different. Because other than the uh, lyrics and the vocal melody on Leave My Soul Alone, nope. nobody else that ended up being Immersal Fate had anything to do with these besides Michael as far as writing goes. 
But yeah, the guitars are cool about this. His his vocals are goofy, but I mean, it's awesome. It just it rocks. <laughs> Maybe one day they'll break it out. I really hope so. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, last but not least, you asked for it. Uh, this song was later renamed Black Masses and was recorded as the B-side to the Black Funeral single. Here it appears with completely different lyrics and was actually part of the very first demo ever recorded under the name Merciful Fate. At this point, the band did not have a bass player, so Hank took over. The original master tape was slightly damaged by moisture, therefore the quiet, bad sound quality. We all felt, uh, though, that we'd rather include this very special version despite the quality than cheat the fans of not hearing it at all. Just this once we agreed on quantity over quality. And I'm glad they put it on here as well, because uh, it's another really good song that uh, I never heard before until I got this uh, compilation. And uh, I really like it a lot. And, and you can also hear the, the bad quality in the beginning of the song. And when it gets towards the end, you hear the tape or whatever they did to fix it or whatever, and it, the, the sound of it uh, changes. But it's a really good song. And I did ask for it. I was never a fan of this song. <laughs> Not even Black Masses. Uh, you weren't? No. Don't hate it, but it's down there as one of my least favorites. So, you know, to get like a poor version of it doesn't help for me. I mean, this is the only song I can do without. To be honest, I, I like it. I like it because of I mean, I, again, some of the drumming on here, like we were talking about earlier, it just doesn't work with the songs. But the drumming on this one, again, I, I kind of like just because it's just like that kind of feel that goes along with the music. It just sounds cool. I don't know. Again, it doesn't have anything to do with any of the older Merciful Fate uh, songs at all. It has nothing to do with anything, but uh, I don't know. It's cool. It sounds like UFO-influenced kind of stuff. Again, kind of Diamond Head. UFO is more like rock and roll, hard rock. It just doesn't really... I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of eh for me, too. It's not one of my favorites. It's not one of the most memorable songs for me. No, not at all. It's got some good riffs. You know, I mean, I do like the riffs. Like for the the verses and stuff, but I don't know as a as a whole. I never really dug this song. It's got a good solo. I like the guitar solo too. Yeah, me too. But I agree with Ralph. Even Black Masses, the finished track. I mean, it's okay, but it's a rare rare miss from Merciful Fate. <laughs> I like Black Masses, so I guess that's why I like the song. I don't <sighs> dislike it. It's just not one it's of my right. favorites. It's okay, I get it. I totally get it. I'll let you all have your opinions. All right? Thank you, sir. Thanks. Thank You're you. Welcome. All right, well, anything else anybody wants to say about Return of the Vampire? Yeah, go buy it. Yes, please go buy it. Yes. Actually, it's a piece of history. It is a piece of history. And they're all, all the Marcel Fate and King Diamond albums, I think, I don't know when they're going to stop reissuing all the new the albums, but uh, this is coming out next, in the next batch. This one and... Hmm. Um, uh, in the beginning is coming out. Which yep. I ordered on vinyl. I Amazon believe on white and blue vinyl, actually. No, there's like five different colors. Oh, cool. whatever. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of colors, and most of them are sold out. But uh, yeah, if you don't have it, go buy it. Very cool compilation. Taking and... some cues from Gene Simmons after all, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Gotta make the money somehow, right? Especially if you're not gonna put out that album that you keep saying you're putting out. Oh, yeah, on. but dude, I mean, <laughs> come on. 
if they made a, co- a condom with King Diamond's face on it, you almost have to buy it. Just <laughs> real, real <laughs> it's very true. All right. Well, we will see you guys next time. Sorry, no guests on this episode because I really didn't have anybody to ask. So no guests uh-huh. on this one, but they will be a guest on the next show. So we will see you then. Bye-bye.